Cross the Streams Podcast. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip and Kane. Season 4 is here. New content in all our favorite segments like Listen Up, Hometown Heroes, Useless Full Information, Calling Men In, and many more. The Ion Brothers are back, everybody. Cross the Streams podcast, season four is here. Hopefully everybody liked our brand new intro, courtesy of Fiverr products. If you don't know about Fiverr, you got to get online. Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. You can go on there for all your technological needs. And really, Kane, it's not they're not a sponsor. I'm just super excited about us spending very little money to get brand new promo, disclaimer, commercials, all from the comfort of our own homes. Yeah, I mean, the production value of this thing just went up. Uh, tenfold at least exactly just based off that uh, really smart investment on, on your, by you and um, so yeah I'm all about plugging somebody that's helping us out man exactly I mean, it's, it's it's impressive as much as I felt like you know I was pretty good at producing <laughs> and, and all that fun stuff and, and obviously I fell off with once uh, the season started in that regard uh, I don't think I could have ever came up with what they were able to do for us and you know however many hours with a uh, really well thought out plan on your on your side of things. Do you so, think and, that the person and all you people can go to our Twitter and I can share the the connection information if you want to use them for your own podcast or voiceover stuff? Do you think he was aware when a young age, like you know what, I got a voiceover quality of voice. This is marketable. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a great question, man. Because is it his voice? Is it something that he's just? Is it somebody else's? I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whole other rabbit hole. But we're back. Season four. Uh, our last episode, you and I got together. I think Ava was with us in September or in October. And then before you went on a great run, we'll catch up, everybody, with where we're at, with what things are going on in our lives. But we're back. First episode of season four, which is crazy. It means we've been doing this now for almost four years. We're not quite to 100 Heavy. episodes, but that 100th episode should fall during this season, depending on how long we take this season out of taping episodes, that's crazy. Because yeah. I still remember the day we thought about this. Like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I was texting you from my car in a rainstorm. Yeah, yeah why not? And here we are. You got to be kidding me! It's been four years. I know that is insane to me. I mean, you talk about it all the time as far as how fast time goes, mm-hmm. but until you put it in perspective like that. It's, it's a wow. Yes. That's ridiculous. Because you were still in Bozeman for your your first round before you moved to Seattle for the UW stuff, which was two years. And then mm-hmm. this whole year now. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Wow. Wow. Huh. Well, good for us. Seriously, good, good for, for us. Maintaining and staying true to it and, and, not, uh, and actually just continuing to improve upon it, I think. I think we get better with every year. For sure. For sure. Uh, catch everybody up, man. Bobcats had a hell of a year, but let's start family. Let's be uh, what yeah. really matters. Let's start family. Yeah. What's been going on with the Iones of Bozeman, and then uh, go into the your your per, the career as well. Yeah, no, it's hard to. I mean, how far back should I go? I mean, there's a, there's so much to going on. Um, just obviously getting back to Bozeman uh, was awesome, and then we made a couple moves. Well, not a couple, but we made a move while we were here. I don't think I've talked about that. No, new house. As far as 
yeah. buying a new house. Uh, so we moved back and then moved from the house that we initially rented into a new house that we bought, which is a brand new house, which is awesome to be to go through that process. And to be honest, that's another podcast that we go on and on about. Um, and I think we touched upon this type of stuff multiple times as far as just little life lessons yes. and things that you should be probably taught in, in school and just all these things that you deal with over the course of buying homes, moving, landscaping. Uh, I mean, it's just the list can go on and on. You are super adulting. Just, so much adulting. Oh, man. I mean, that that should be, a, uh, to me, that's a great segment for us. <laughs> call it adulting. Call it lessons of adulting. Yes. And you could just go on and on about all these this, these new things that you just learn. And you're like, well, why the hell didn't I know that? Yes. Are you kidding me? I would have benefited you when you were 25. My life. Yeah. What's that? It would have benefited you when you were 25 rather than having to learn it when you were 35. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, a, it's insane uh, the amount of knowledge that you just progressively pick up over the course of time. Um, just living life in where I feel like school drops the ball a little bit. Huge. Like, I totally agree. In school that, I mean, you could go down so much as far as the information that, that you have that you were forced to learn yes. in school that does nothing for you now. Like, I'm not knocking education. Right? No, I know. I know what you mean. Knock education, but it's just can we adjust it in order to make it a little bit more relative and a little bit more um, useful in certain aspects of your life as you progress? What about, like, think about 15-year-old Kane. Or fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. Kip, you're sitting in a class, and they replace rhombus triangles with, "Hey, you know what? When you buy a home, you might buy it with no grass, and you can buy a roll of grass, and they'll roll it out for you." <laughs> right? You might have perked up and listened a little bit. <laughs> and that's that. I think would be the challenge, though. And maybe he. And here's the thing: maybe there's someone out there that that can call us on this and go. No, you guys are full. Of, you, you guys are idiots. They taught us all of that. You just didn't fucking pay attention. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, that's you true. Just, you were just those guys that were not taking notes in the middle of that class. That they actually told you all those things. You just didn't really um, apply it at the time. Right. And hey, you guys, so, maybe don't go to football, uh, basketball practice every night, and you can learn some things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe if you actually sat through the entire class and then days off. And think about or dream about God knows what you might have pulled. You might have pulled a little bit more information that you could have used right now. Exactly. Um, so, so you got the new uh, house. Anyway, you guys got another got another house. baby on the way. Yeah, well, I was going to get to that, man. Well, you, Jesus, you I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's obviously a big part of of uh, new things that are happening. Uh, with the addition of, a, of another child into our family to make us a fearsome foursome. <laughs> You've been working on that the, name? Uh, fearsome foursome? <laughs> it just popped in my head, man. It, um, but now that it's out there, she, I'm sure I'm sure our mom will pick up on that real quick. Oh, so many uh, hashtag texts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, yeah, we're going to be the fearsome foursome come March 18th. Uh, so that that's new and exciting, and, and we did find out that it's a boy within weight, which again is another I think is is interesting to hear because we've got a lot of people that are going through a similar process 
right now, you know, new child, whether it's their first, second, third. It's always interesting to hear those that are either going to find out at birth or the ones yes. that find out like we do. Uh, I think it's week 20. Right. And um, so. I, do you know many people that do both? Do you know many people that were like, oh, our first kid, we did it this way. And our second kid, we did the other method of finding out or not finding out. I feel like you, like, there's definitely like loyalty. Like, no, 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 no. We're a find out early family. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, you know, I feel like that's that's it. Like there's, there is no in between. There's no, ah, we learned from that first time. Let's find out. <laughs> so maybe there is. Let's, maybe there is. Again, if there's listeners out there. Hit us up. Let us know if you were out there and after the first one you you waited and you said, "Nah, screw that. I want to plan this next time around." And or if you're like most people that we've talked to that are just one or the other, right? There is no shaking it. Uh, I mean, I was talking to a good buddy of mine, Mike Ryder, today, who are um, expecting, and and he said the first time around it was there was no no way of finding out and they're going to do the same exact thing so oh that's i can't uh, handle the anxiety can't do it gotta know yeah gotta know know. exactly what so you guys had a hell of a run in bozeman and about montana state football yep yeah no man it was that was obviously you come back uh to your alma mater and and into this place and this opportunity for a reason and, and to continue on the success that they had had from the previous year they went eight and four and so you wanted to build on that and they got to the playoffs and, and won the first rounds so you want to improve upon that man and, and we were definitely able to do that got to 11 wins had the most division one wins in school pro, uh, school history that's crazy uh, it was of course yeah. in one season um had also got to the semifinals for the first time in 35 years um, since the 84 national championship team. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it was so a lot of milestones and, and really just a legacy that this senior class was able to leave behind, man. So it was, it was fun. It was Anytime fun. I think Obviously. a coach can summarize the season with a lot of first-time senses, I think yeah. you guys you probably, probably went well. First time yeah, since exactly. X, I think that's probably a positive. <laughs> exactly, man. And not a... It was fun. It was fun to be a part of the playoffs again. Uh, you know, at UW, had a chance to be a part of two bowl games, both you know, big time bowl games, Fiesta and, and the Rose Bowl, which are awesome experiences. Like I would never. I mean, that Rose Bowl is it is the granddaddy of them all. Don't get me wrong, but there's just something about that playoff system, man. There's just right. something about that one game, and it's win or go home. Or, you know, you, and you just continue, and it's just, it's fun, man. It's, I, I just don't feel like there's any other way to do it. Did you guys and keep like- the same routine as a staff? Because I know on the, one of our last episodes of Season 3, you kind of got to break down a little bit of the of the nice setup that Coach Chode had set up for the staff that kind of got you guys a little bit more refreshment, but you felt like you were still getting your work done and prepared. Did you keep mm-hmm. a similar, like, you don't have to tell us the exact days, but did it look the same, whether it was national semifinal week? Grizz week mm-hmm. or Weber State mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was the thing that we try to do is make it as consistent as we possibly could, just to keep the routines. I felt like, a, especially as the year progressed and we got into the routine really well, and our guys kind of got into a groove. Uh, we try to keep that routine as as similar as possible, regardless of the week. Mm-hmm. And the only time we ran into a little bit of some issues per se was uh, when we got towards the end of the academic semester. 
Oh, like finals and studying and everything? Schedules were different. And then, yeah, the finals were different. So we had to do some things in order to make everything work similar to what we had done up to that point, man. And it was hard. Yeah. And uh, credit to a lot of the professors and and, uh, people on campus that were very willing to work with us in order to get as close to the same schedule as we were on up to that point, man. But that part was difficult. It was and not necessarily difficult. It's not the right word, but it was just new, mm-hmm, new challenge mm-hmm. that you just don't think about necessarily going into a season, um, and you're just hoping that you get that opportunity to have that problem. And so now, going forward, at least we have an idea of, uh, hey, here's here's what we've got to start preparing for as we progress through December. Right. Right. The let's talk. So when the season finally wrapped up in the semifinals, that was December. Yeah, like that's a long yeah. time. Did you yeah, just it was almost it was almost the full length of a of a regular season NFL team. Yeah. I mean that's freaking that's yeah. long. Did you just like spend yeah. a week? I mean, I know you probably couldn't. My sister in law and your and my niece probably made sure life you couldn't just sleep for six days. But did you <laughs> did you disconnect? Did you did you go did you go dark on the grid as a staff? What did you guys do to rest? Uh yeah, I definitely went dark. Um just shut myself away away from social media, from um, just anything and everything really football for a while. And you can only do that for so long in our profession, right? Right. You can only do that for literally like 24 hours. And then you've got to dial back in, plug back in, and, and so you don't miss out on anything within our team. You know, most importantly, you shut yourself out from something that happened over the course of a Sunday night or a Monday night or Monday day or whatever, someone traveling for the holidays, man. So you can't really do that for very long. Yeah. But I definitely took advantage of that, really, that first Sunday when you got home after the trip. And then, um, and then yeah, it was we were fortunate to where we went just right into holiday season. So as a staff, man, we, were, we had some time. And it was the one thing I, I told Carrie that I was going to do was I was going to take a day to literally see how long I could sleep. <laughs> just, right. just push the envelope a little bit. I'm going to fall asleep at whatever time the previous night, and I'm just going to allow myself, all alarms are, are turned off, Like I'm just going to allow myself to sleep as long as I possibly could. What did you get? And, yeah, I got to 8.30 a.m. Oh, that's it? That's it. That's Your body, that's either super healthy or sleep. awful. I don't know. It's either super healthy, like your body's dialed, it's got to get up, it's on the rhythms of the universe, <laughs> or it's awful and you can't rest anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. Any, like, you know, anxiety kind of kicked Yeah. In. Something's going on, i got to get up. And, you know, my wife was great about it. She was like, yeah, shoot, you, you go do it. But I just couldn't get past 8.30. I was up. Ava was eating breakfast, so I sat down next to her and, had myself a little breakfast. I love that off. challenge. If you could write that up and send it to my wife, your sister-in-law, see if I can get that dialed in <laughs> late February. That'd be just, sweet. Just one. Yeah, <laughs> just one day. Just one. Just, just one day. And I felt like I wasted my one day. Like it wasn't. It wasn't what I was thinking I was going to get done. Oh man, that that's awesome. That is something like the coach's challenge, end of the season challenge. Let's get it yeah, rolling. There you go. We no, that's uh, we we speaking of being off the grid, social media dark. We we want to jump into a topic that probably no one could possibly avoid that happened this week. But we want to take a real quick break first. Talk to you about stuff that's available on our 
garment and apparel store via Teespring. We'll be right back. Quick break in the show to talk about our Cross the Stream podcast t-shirts now available men's and women's sizes. Three different colors, two different designs available now via teespring.com, T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G.com. Or simply go to the Google search engine, type in Teespring plus Cross the Stream and find our search results there, Cross the Stream podcast gear. Now, back to the episode. All right, we're back here. Now, this one came like we we both struggled a little bit with the timing of when and how we wanted to talk about this. Not because we're like this yeah. these influencers that have this million in-person audience but just out of respect and trying to figure out yep. if there was a proper timing uh, to deal mm-hmm. with the death of Kobe Bryant uh, I was taping the second yep. part of this episode episode one of season four for cross the streams podcast when Kane and I wrap up coach Jack Martino and I were here this past Sunday um, talking about the Super Bowl doing a little Super Bowl preview and at the end of that 30-minute segment you texted me and said hey yep. did Kobe just die and I said, what the hell is my brother talking about? And about that time, he started getting dings. I started getting more texts. And then obviously, like the whole world knows, you know, the tragic news yep. of the helicopter crash for Kobe's daughter and uh, so many other people and families that were on the helicopter that perished. But, I, you know, we talked a little bit on the phone this week. I, You know, I think the one thing we both concluded, and then I'll let you kind of lead us where we go, was there's no right or wrong in this grieving. I think the thing that no. we both agreed on, there's been a lot, and social media might be a, like an echo chamber where it's not really a lot of people, it's just the same people you read about on Twitter a lot, are trying to police when and how and who is allowed to be sad or how sad people can be or how people express yeah. their sadness. Like, I got an Allen Iverson jersey in my office. Does that mean I'm not allowed to be sad about the death of Kobe Bryant? And we both agreed, no. I can grieve how I want to grieve. and I've never met the man. But I, I absolutely can relate in so many different ways. But I think that was kind of an overarching theme maybe we we wanted to discuss a little bit instead of I'm sure by now everyone's heard so many of the you know, the fantastic life and stories and different things that Kobe and his daughter and everybody else represented, but maybe that's where we should start. Like, hey, if you're out there trying to wear the badge of telling people how and when to feel, I think you should knock it off. I think you should put it in your desk drawer and let people feel how they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that, like we talked about on on that Sunday, where it was there was no way that we I felt good about um, recording something that day, yeah, and then putting it out there uh, that next Monday morning, like, hey, listen to us, right, uh, as we grieve about Kobe Bryant, right, like, right. To me, that that that's like. Uh, what is that clickbait yes like, yes for the definition click yeah on this thing and listen to us so we can get more listens to us uh, talking about this and that was where i was like no let, we cannot right do that um and i felt like but uh, i agree as far as man it, it's such a it just <laughs> it's one of those moments that you're never you'll always remember mm-hmm. where you were when you heard about kobe bryant Right. And what happened with him and his daughter and, and um, the other nine or seven victims, yeah. nine total, because um, it's just he had that kind of impact. And I think yeah. that's what's so been, to me, has been so amazing uh, is I knew that Kobe had a huge impact on a lot of people because uh, obviously as a huge, as a sports fan and a basketball fan and, and a person that grew up idolizing athletes, you knew that his athletic 
dominance and his the legacy that he will always have on the on the NBA's basketball floor and, and what he did for the game of basketball, you knew that he would have that type of impact on sports fans, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But just the impact that he's had uh, beyond sports and just the community of L.A. in general. Right. Um, the, the worldwide impact um, uh, for uh, China, for example, and yeah. just everywhere. I mean, the guy, is, it's amazing to me the reach that he has had and the amount of people that he has touched over the course of his life in such a positive way. Right. And uh, to say what you want about the guy, and again, I'll sit here and, and admit, I, I rooted against him probably 100% of the time mm-hmm. when he was when he was playing. Yeah, I was Team Shaq. I was always Team Shaq. Constantly. Yeah. But that had, but when it's all said and done, the dude, there were so many things about him that you have to respect, admire, and just want to envy and or copy the way he lived his life. Right. And uh, it's... You know, I think there's a part of it... For it to end his life. Yes. For his life to end this short yes because of what he could have done that's the part that just is killing me is what he was trying to do and what he was going to do for the game of basketball for the world in general and just this positive beacon of life that yeah is now no longer with us you know there's a part of this that i definitely want to bring up we've got a scheduled taping of our calling men in segment and we'll, we'll see if you can join myself carly Rohner. And Jeff Matsushita, because there is um, not the specter, but the the aspect of Kobe from the Colorado incident that I think is yep. worth discussing. And I've seen, and I don't think I'm qualified to present myself as the expert on how to discuss the you know the the complexities of dealing with it. Yep. What I agree with you in saying there was a ton of positive post-retired Kobe Bryant was putting into the world especially mm-hmm. in the realm of women's sports, women athletics, trying to carve a way for his daughter uh, on the basketball side and maybe for his other daughters. Yep. I know one's a volleyball player and the younger ones haven't obviously chosen a path yet. And how does that reconcile with maybe a past you know, error? And I think that's worth mm-hmm. a, a later conversation. But I definitely want Carly and Jeff involved because they're so much more skilled in navigating that conversation in a respect for everyone exactly. involved. Uh, but I for sure feel robbed, like you, of where Kobe, the post player, was taking not only himself, but just so many people. Like It sounds like Kobe was the go-to advisor for damn near anybody important. You know, like you see the tennis guy, Najokic, or however you say his name, I apologize for butchering. Like He's like, yeah, for 10 years, Kobe has counseled me. Golfers, business people, I'm football players, I'm basketball players. Like Kobe's the go-to, like, hey, how do I do this? And Kobe's, I, I never would have pegged that from a guy that, you know, shot yeah. the ball as much as he did and didn't need people as a player. Yeah. Was a connector off the floor. Like that part was very impressive. Like you mentioned, <laughs> it made me think, like, who have I reached out to try to help lately? You know, I'm having a trying season myself and wallowing in self-pity. Who have I reached out to? You know, who have I tried to help that Kobe was doing? Exactly. Exactly. Right? It just makes you feel terrible. Not not terrible. I I think that's a bad word, but I I almost feel like... Maybe it's motivating. I am. 
Does, do you feel, let me ask you this, do you feel guilty about not rooting for the guy? When oh, for playing? sure. Does that, does that, does that, because that, that, that's crept in my mind. A little bit. And then I'm like, well, I have every right, right. to not like the guy as he's playing. Right. I have every right to not be a fan of his um, as far as because he played for the Lakers, who I never liked. Right. Because I was the rebel in our family and didn't like the Lakers. And you're a Jordan guy. And then the other aspect. The other aspect of it was everyone wanted to compare him to Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan was my guy. Right. So naturally, I was going to find every flaw in his game in order to make sure that, no, there's no way in hell that he compares to Michael Jordan. Right. In reality, he was as close to Michael Jordan as you're ever going to get, but I always I wanted to fight that. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you should feel bad. I think that's totally, I think, remember, like, and you and I have always agreed on this, I think it's okay to be able to change your mind, but it's also okay that I think Kobe... Might have been a dick in 2006. You know? <laughs> he might have just got better as a human. That's okay. Yeah. I think that's possible yep. too, right? Like maybe we, like I know <laughs> Kip in 2006 wasn't all he's cracked up to be. <laughs> you know? I can guarantee you there's people out there that, that met old freaking 22-year-old Kane I own are like, well, fuck Kane. Right. my language. Exactly. And then now may beat me later on. And I guarantee you there's people that were... I, I rubbed the wrong way yeah. over the course of initial meetings and maybe just through via competition in itself alone. Yeah. But they never really got to know me outside of competition. And so, shit, yeah. Again, I'm not comparing myself to Kobe by any means. Right. But I'm just saying that there's it's human beings, human nature, people mature. And there uh, might have been. There's so many articles out there that, that have been written about that. Yeah. Where, and that was what was so appealing to Kobe to so many people was we literally did grow up with this guy. I mean, yes. Our generation grew up with this yep. guy. He's like and, 10 uh, months older than me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. It's, uh, I, and, I, and I was impressed by that because I think I'm impressed by hope. And if Kobe was yeah. a guy that obviously, and, and it's even, I don't feel, I don't, I, I totally understand why ESPN's ticker has constantly run his stats since his passing. I get it. Yeah. But for yeah. me, and I'm not a Kobe uh, fan, right? Before yep. that stuff means very little. I feel saddened because of the dad. You know him being the seems like an amazing dad. Seems like yep. a, dev- a guy devoted to his friends and his family, and that part is so sad because I think sixty-year-old Kobe could have been the commissioner of the WNBA and in, in political office helping the world. You no know what question. I mean? Exactly. I mean that's that's it right there, man. Is what he could have done, right? Over the course of the next hour, many thirty plus years of his life, right? The second half, the, the second chapter of his book, yeah, that w- could have been even greater. Which is hard to say because of everything, like you're saying, the ESPN tickers presenting to us that was so great about him on the court, or that so many of his fans uh, loved and were able to throw in your face that if you weren't a fan, right? Uh, uh, of what his accomplishments were on the court. Uh, he had so much more in front of him off the court that was going to be so fun to watch, man. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, those pictures and videos of him with his girl Ugh. on the sidelines yeah. watching games, those are the one, those pictures, those freaking, those hit home, I'm sure. Right. Well, we're, we're both people. girl dads, right? And that's been trending. Exactly. We're both girl dads. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. I think that part, exactly. too, with Gigi unable to finish her story the way I think yeah. everybody thought it was, you know, where it was headed, um, yeah. that part, and for everybody. And this is not, and I also take offense to people like you and I talking about Kobe and Gigi. Well, yeah, they're famous. I, I feel there's a yeah. part of me as the fan that did know them. 
as the fan, sure. that's okay to talk about. I totally feel have empathy for the other victims. This is I don't think anybody that only talks about Kobe and Gigi are ignoring or doing a disservice to the others. We they were not famous. That doesn't mean their death is less. It's just not what I'm going to address. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I don't I don't know why people. There's been a lot of that, you know, with people back and forth, and um, we. I feel all. I totally understand the pain those other people are feeling. I understand, but I get why Kobe has a million retweets, and the the poor person that died that didn't have the following has less. I don't think that's mm-hmm. a judgment on society. I think it's. No. I think it's pretty normal. No. Right. Nor is it. Nor do I. I saw somebody posted. Um, or Carrie po- uh, pointed this out to me, that there were some people that were posting about how, are, again, society is so quick to celebrate the life of the celebrity or to mourn the death of the celebrity, and we have military personnel that die every day overseas and normal people that work just as hard. That, And I'm like, what is wrong right. with... Because you felt this... You, we don't have necessarily a connection with everybody that died. Right. And we shouldn't feel bad that we don't. It'd be impossible to do that. You'd be paralyzed with fear. You'd be paralyzed with grief. You would never leave the fetal position. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Exactly. You would always be in grief for every... And I just... it's It's not possible. And it's okay to say that Kobe had more impact on more people. That's okay. Because he did. Right. Factually speaking, he did. He did. Yes. I mean, you can't, I'll sit there and argue with you all day about that. He he was in people's living room literally almost every day. Right. Whether he was in his li- their living room or just watching one of his games, if they were reading his book, if they were watching his commercials, if they were wearing his shoes, his jersey, anything else. I mean, they, they he had an influence on millions, right. countless people. Yep. And not everybody can say that. And yes, there's nuance involved, right? The, the best doctor in the world, if you're the best freaking whatever, you 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 are the best within your realm. And Kobe's realm just happened to be the freaking world. Right. Uh, yeah, it's so it's been yeah, it's been it's been a it's been an int- not interesting's wrong. It's just been a very emotional time. You know, whether or not yeah. and I think everyone exists on a different scale. I know I talked to our co-host David Gunn about Listen Up. You know, his one of his daughter's birthdays was this week. So Kobe with his daughter in a helicopter is especially impactful to him. I mean, I don't think he should no feel ju- I don't think he should feel any qualms about it even if he wasn't a Kobe guy. Like that's okay. There's nuance to feelings and I think we all I, I don't know. I don't know where we end up. Sometimes we all just talk too much <laughs> for a podcast host. But we do like just experience. It's okay. How we do it is yeah. how we do it. Um, no, I think what, what was really cool was, you know, you know this kind of hit on what you've been, and we can get into your cover of your magazine and, and the things that you've been doing with your team as far as talking about toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and being really, be, it's okay to be emotional right For sure, now. yeah. It's okay for, and I think it's really cool to see these athletes, these quote unquote masculine athletes, yeah, that are crying on national television, hundred percent, hundred percent, showing these emotions, yeah, that they're not supposed to show or have, right? I totally I agree. Freaking awesome, yeah. 
for the world to see that, yes, males, particularly athletic, um, masculine, whatever, however, yeah. however you want to uh, describe us, have these emotions, and it's perfectly fine for these guys to be, for you to be sad, right. for you to cry in front of people, to yep. share emotions with people. That yeah, because you had a relationship that meant that much to you. That wasn't exactly. sexual. That wasn't. It was just like that was a true bond. You know, LeBron and Kobe, yep. Shaq and Kobe, or you know. And yep. I think the varied levels. Of, you know, piggybacking on what you said, people that were very close to him, the people that were estranged from him, people that were day to day calls versus I haven't talked to Kobe in five months, but every time I did, he made me feel like it was just yesterday we connected. That's cool. Yep. It's okay to have meaningful yep. relationships. Totally fine yep. to be dependent upon somebody for support. It's absolutely exactly. okay. Yeah, I thought it was cool that exactly. Coach K talked about, you know, they talked, told stories for his Duke players. You know, I'm sure every, I had a couple coaches in my league that I'm friends with. They, you know, they watched Kobe's game with their team as their as their film that day. We had to talk about it, the impact that we thought with, our, you know, our California guys that are on the team. And we, we had an open mm-hmm. conversations. I think how everybody, however anybody handled it, it's totally fine. It's not a, yeah. you know, it's not an insult that you went on the floor. It's an insult that you didn't work for three hours. It's cold, would have wanted a pump your brakes. How we did it is how we did it. You know, oh, I know it's, uh, yeah. And I, you know, I try to talk to my kids about it. I know Abe's still a little young, but I try to talk to Lincoln and Leah about, you know, this is one of those moments that you'll remember, even though you guys are, yeah. you know, you're a Steph Curry fan and you like Damian Lillard the best, but you'll remember this because it was a conversation across the world. Like Dwayne Wade said, Kobe stopped the world with, with his death. The whole world talked about mm-hmm. it. And that's not, it's not bad. It's okay. We can all be yep. sad about something together. It's not a judgment on one versus the other. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. The, but, yeah, so we'll come right back after this last second break, and we'll wrap this up. Season 4, Episode 1, Cross the Streams. Cross the Streams podcast is available now via SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app. And be sure to follow us across our social media platforms on Instagram at CTS Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook at Cross the underscore stream. All right, we're back. Final segment, Cross the Streams, Season 4, Episode 1. Kip and Kane, I own, back. Uh, before we wrap it up, man, we fought, we'll follow this up with the Super Bowl preview. How are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch it? What's it look like for a football coach on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> um, yeah, obviously I'm going to watch it. In, in every year, I, I don't have a tradition. I don't have a uh, specific place that I go or... or party that I have to have or anything along those lines. I've watched the Super Bowl in so many different manners and ways <laughs> that uh, I, I just, bottom line, I just want to watch the game. Yeah. I don't care where I'm at. I'm at that point in my life where I want to I want to watch the game. I want to enjoy just watching a game of football, and I just hope that it's a really good game of football. Yeah. That's all, that's all I want, and I think that's because uh, you get so accustomed to watching games and literally analyzing the entire thing, right? Right. And uh, trying to break down your opponent and this, that, and this, and so there's like through the bowl season, I was trying to do the same thing. Where I'm just watching these games uh, and not overanalyzing anything that I'm watching. You're not sitting there going, "Oh, that front was silly to be in." My goodness, tell you what, we would have done. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> you, man, I, I try to do the complete opposite of a armchair quarterback as as I possibly can because I know, as I'm sure you feel the same way at times. 
you just know that uh, over the course of your season, you're getting judged and you're getting people that are constantly second guessing you mm-hmm. via the stands or via at home watching the game or whatever. And so I, I'm just like, hey man, I'm trying, I'm trying to watch this game and not jump to any conclusions one way or the other. These guys are, have gotten to this point, so let me just watch this game and, and maybe later on I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. get a chance to watch the film um, via our breakdown system. Then I can start to analyze and all that stuff man but do the announcers make you crazy like with the yes because they are do you think they're these guys played most of these announcers played right either hoops or football like they played they know what's real are they purposely trying to dumb it down for the average fan because i'm just like there's no way you think what you just said is true there's no way there's times when i just it drives me nuts because I'm, i'm like are do we, the guy that is really good to me is still it, Tony Romo's good. Yeah, like I know you get we, you've asked me that before. Tony Romo's good, and I think Tony Romo does a great job. Just like I'm sure he did as a quarterback, where he prepares well. Yeah, and so he's got a great feel and idea for each team's identity, both offensively and defensively, and obviously has picked up on tendencies himself. And so just the, just the same way that you do as a quarterback and as a coach, man, you, you start he can't help himself but start throwing out, well, here comes a, a pass here, or this type of pass, watch out for this. And I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still times where just like, shoot, as a coach, you're, you're going to be wrong every once mm-hmm. in a while with what you may say or predict. But I think at least Tony Romo sounds like he's done some preparation. There's some guys that are just like, what the <laughs> Did you just you fly watching? in this morning? Seriously, man, what are you talking about? I mean, yeah. So, and then there's guys like Booger McFarland. Yes, he's a guy that goes over the top. I mean, he probably he does a lot of preparation from the sounds of it, but he just won't stop talking, right? And just won't stop analyzing. Just every once in a while, just shut them. <laughs> Seriously, let the let the action speak for itself. We don't need an explanation after every freaking play, man. Right? Like, goddamn, dude. Just every once in a while, shut up. And we're going to enjoy this game a little bit better. You know what might be a great segment for Cross the Stream Season 4? You and I, we take an NFL game on tape, and we take an NBA mm-hmm. game on tape. For the NFL game, you are the expert, and I'm the play-by-play. And we just yeah. do it and see <laughs> if we can get through the first half. Right? Yeah. And see if we sound like morons. Yeah. Then we'll flip it, and you're the play-by-play guy for the NBA game, yeah. and I'm the color guy. Yep. And I can say such doozies as, well, what you're trying to do in basketball it's really fun ways to get that ball in the basket. <laughs> yep. You sure are. Oh, my God. You sure are, Reg. <laughs> Reggie's the worst. Him and C-Webb. I'm out. out. Yeah, I'm way out on them. I'm way, There was a case. So, I think I usually like Sonny Dykes. Uh, it's not Sonny Dykes. It's another. It's Jimmy Dykes that does college hoops for ESPN. Yep. And he was doing yep. a Texas Tech game. And he was telling us that there is no way that Chris Creamer, Texas Tech teams ever settle for threes late in the game. They're going to drive you. And what did Texas Tech do the last three trips? Oh, they hoisted from 40. They settled hard. And it was the greatest. It was a YouTube clip waiting to happen. They will not not drive it. Oh, he pulled from the hash mark. Whoops. Uh, so do you think we're the season four? We think we can get Agar back. Can we get Agar back on? Maybe yeah, it's Rennie's turn. Back, man. We, 
we can get Eggert back so we can throw out some some bold statements as always and, and we can negate with them. That's the thing. I think over the course of our four years or going on four seasons, over the course of the first three seasons, there's a lot of complaints about us just constantly. We just talk and we agree with each other over and over again. Right. So, yeah, they want change-ups. Uh, so we we got to add some people on here that we can disagree with. And, um, and, and that's where I think David's good because David will come on here and tell us we're both stupid. Yep. Um, and I think there's some, some guys that we need to get on here that just potentially have different opinions than we do. Yep. Let's see what happens. Yep. We probably should do a couple's corner with our wives. They can tell everybody the truth. Ooh. Yeah. That, that's where that, that'd be great because obviously it's just natural. Eventually you're not going to agree with your wife. Right. And you're just going to find a way in which you and your wife don't agree. Just so you can, that, that's a good conversation. We got listen up. David's back in for another season. Useless full information will follow this quick snippet from us. Coach Martino and I discussing the Super Bowl and his beloved 49ers. Carly Rohner, Jeff Matsushita are back in for calling mm-hmm. men in. We're going to try to get Kane on one of those, or awesome. at the very least yep. get a uh, rapid reacts from you on there. Um, and then we've got our Hometown hero segment. We can get some folks from Billings back on the, in the pipeline. We've had a lot of success from that. But all in all, man, we're back. With official disclaimers, yeah. intros, outros, commercials. Holy cow. You'd oh, yeah. think we're spending Production money on this level. thing. Production level is going up. We got freaking swag. Not necessarily swag as far as literally gear, free gear stuff. Yeah, just gear. We got not swag yet. gear out there that, hey, it's, and it's not real expensive. No. Come on, get some stuff. Cross the streams, rock it. Be proud of it. Shout out to Coach Birch, Todd Birch, Skyview Falcons, Cross the Streams gear owner. Love it. Love it. That's awesome, man. Speaking of it, yeah, Coach Birch sent me emails throughout the season. Appreciate that. Uh, a lot of uh, former Skyview Falcon coaches got a bunch of messages from them throughout the year, so I appreciate all those guys. Um, the best one, though, by far, Coach St. John, Rich St. John. Uh-oh. Sent me an email after our uh, win our big rivalry game, and it was literally a one-word email. What? Yeah. What did it say? Or two words, I guess. It was te- it was basically just great game. <laughs> <laughs> All caps in bold, at least. All caps. That was that was it. That is <laughs> it fantastic. Was like- it was such classic St. John, though. He probably yeah. He such texted you Saint via John email from his phone. <laughs> exactly. It was just great job. I was like, I could, I can, you can't even respond to that. No. Would you just say thanks back? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that is really. I don't think you anticipate anyone responding. It's just that, hey, just wanted you to know, great job. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that was that was by far the best one that I got. Cross the stream, season four. We're back. Cross the stream, season four. Useless full information segment. I uh, hope you enjoyed Kane and I's uh, return to the pod game and our new uh, intros, outros, courtesy of Fiverr. Love the product. Coach Martino's here with me. It's been a while, but I knew I had to get him back on the useless full information for our opening episode of Season 4 because his freaking <laughs> beloved San Francisco 49ers are in Super Bowl 54. Yes, 54? I don't even know the name. L-I-V. 
Well, it's a couple years older than me, so yes, <laughs> it's, that's how I know. That's Wikipedia. Liv is is uh, Super Bowl fifty four. But he, if you could all see him, everyone out there in the Cross the Streams fandom, he is in a San Francisco zippy hoodie. He came in with an NFC Champions hat. I'm surprised he doesn't have a jersey on. He's probably going to. I had it. He's got a beard like Shanahan. I mean, he's just full <laughs> Niners. But I guess we got to give it to him. How many years has it been, Coach? Since the San Diego one. Since well, they've been since they won. Since, yes, since they won the Kaepernick Super Bowl. Yes. See, Cowboys fans, we only re- relate to the 90s. Yeah. Well, the last time we were worth a damn. You um, had a shot to remember this year, but... I, but we had the clapper. Anyway, Coach, welcome back. The clapper. <laughs> Thank you. I had to come uh, defend my team because the preseason... I was sick for the preseason <laughs> NFL preview. You were. Which you were. was fantastic, but... My 49ers got destroyed. So let's go back in the to pre- that. Oh, I've got it memorized. You were you were SoundCloud out. numbers are up. We had to replace you last minute with David Gunn from the Listen Up segments. And you guys were fantastic. We, we went through each conference. What did we say about the West? I you can't were, remember. You, you had the Rams. Yep. The Rams are clearly the best, right? Clearly the best. <laughs> yes. Rams are clearly the best. Uh, Russell Wilson's a nerd. Can we decide on that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And the 49ers D-line, which is right now arguably. So you guys were good, though, because they have no receivers. Listen to this list of receivers. And he goes through the receiver list, which is true. The receivers are bad. They're still bad. Uh, and then, you don't trust the Pac-12 D-line guys. Pac-12 D-line. You're right on all of it. You're right on Armstead's playing out of his he mind. Is. Now, it's a contract year. I didn't find that out until game three when I, I said, how's this guy defending the screen pass all yeah, of a sudden? Just running around? Yes. He's unreal. He, I mean, he could have been all pro. Yes. He was unreal. And Solomon Thomas is bad. You're right. You Solomon Thomas, Forrest Buckner, Eric Armstead. Yeah. So, here's the quote. Horrible Pac-12. <laughs> they, I mean, you remember Ohio State? How they just ran through? <laughs> Yeah, that was Oregon. I know, you're right. So it was the horrible Pac-12. D Ford is 46. And Joy Bose is a racist. Let's move on. Oh, Ah. Nick Bosa is a racist. Nick Bosa. Sorry, I didn't know his name. No, he's not. Listen, he had some tweets. He had some. Tweets. He had some old tweets. We can't judge Listen, everybody by that. I'm. I'm. I'm Mr. I was the same way with Kaepernick. Like, Leave him alone. <laughs> Just let him play. Now, when he goes somewhere else, I can agree with you or disagree with you. But right now, while he's on my team putting that jersey on, Joey has to be left alone. So, is he, is this, like, look, this is so many places to start. The fact that you had those quoted. You I listened like, to it eight times. God, All eight wins to start the season, eight, no. I know. And it motivated you, me you, on you jinxed the Cowboys when you, te- we were 3-0. <laughs> And you guys were 3-0. We're both 3-0. And, and you said, we'll see you in the NFC Championship game. And I was fully confident that we would be there. And I said, why don't you guys play somebody? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we went and played teams with winning records and beat none of them. You went and played teams with winning records and beat all of them. So here we are. <laughs> so let's go here. Did you, did you watch the NFC? Did you watch them in your usual, like every Sunday, you dial them up with your ticket? Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and listen to the radio simulcast because the radio announcer is fantastic. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. And so I had to sync. I was My about to ask you, does, it, does it sync up right? Yeah, only if you're watching with a DVR. So oh. last week I was at a hotel oh. and I had to listen to, who was it, like Aikman? Yeah, Aikman yeah. Aikman last week. Buck and Aikman. Yeah. yeah. The, does your 49er fandom right now, does is it the same level as your Warriors during this last five-year run? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It's a golden era. 
Yeah, for Bay Area I, fans. Yeah, really. It was a little stretch there. We don't have to worry about for the Giants for a while. But no. they had a little stretch. I bet the they decade. weren't stealing signs. Oof. We'll get to that. That's another sidebar. Yep, another sidebar. we got to have another. <laughs> get the basketball season to end so we can have more. So there. when did you start to buy into this squad? When did you start? When 8-0, right, right as, on there? As Saints opposed team? to your preseason podcast, yes. I have been on the Shanahan train for two years. You I think he's, a, I think he's a genius. He is pretty good. I think he's really good. But your your thought on the other one? What here's where you went. You were you were really good as much. And all your stuff was correct. <laughs> you even knew Bosa's first name because I screwed it up. I'm a real fan. Yes. Uh, you <laughs> said John Lynch might not be that good, and I'm with you there. Yeah. His first draft was Solomon Thomas with the number two or three yep. pick. Yep. And Reuben Foster, who's who threw his girlfriend all over the place, yes. and I don't know where he is now. He should be in prison. He <laughs> he should be. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I'm not sure he's the answer. He did go out and get, I think he got executive of the year this year. He, what is it, Garoppolo? He went and got D4, yep. and he went and got Quan Alexander. Right. I guess that's... The but. the thing, I think it is impressive. I read an article on ESPN about the, oh, between the two of them, Shanahan and Lynch, and I think Shanahan should get more credit than the Lynch. But yeah, I agree. Just their overall... Well, he was hired first. Let's approach, be serious. They he's, had a plan. You yeah. Know I mean, they had a plan... They executed it. And I, you know me, I like window dressings and making innovative offensive ideas yes. and stuff. And Shanahan's like the master of that. Like Shanahan does stuff like he, just a simple, like we're going to run zone off the right tackle, but we're right. going to have 47 different ways to do it. That's what's unreal. And, and if, I don't catch all that stuff. See, that's you guys I, catch. You yes. and Kane, I'm sure, all over it. But just the, And the, you just look at the backers and they're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> he might be going right again. <laughs> And the fact, what about this? The fact that they ran how many times in a row? Like, Jimmy, you're in high school, you're a quarterback. Eight now. passes. Hand it off, please. It's like watching North Salem back in the day when they were running the wing team. They're still they doing were. it. They're still, they're doing, still it. doing it. Yeah, they're just, but whatever it is, the old school, like, no, no, we're not throwing it forward. You're going to have to tackle us. It is a lot of talk about that. But do you, as a coach, yeah. do you just keep going to the well until Honestly, they figure out how to stop it? Well, if you're asking me as a coach, this is the wrong year. I'm asking you a basketball football question. Football question doesn't count. Sorry, sorry, we won't let that. But yeah, I think I just am so impressed with him because I do think he does do what you're saying. Like, no, we're going to hand it off. Yes, we're going to run it. But you're not going to know when, where, or how. Even though our players are well aware That's it's the true. same play, we did it. It's like a ball screen with 48 ways to get in. Great. Really, point. it's just you two Great guys. Point. But we did all these things, and as a coaching staff, coaching against us as a defender. I'm. I don't know. Like I'd like to be on the sideline, the mic'd up when the defense oh, comes man. off. Like I know he's doing that. I I know where it's going to end up. I don't know how they're getting there. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because they did it with a guy Mostert. How about that? He's been on seven teams. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's but it. they just and, and as Joe fan, you just go. Oh, he just gave it to him and he ran through the middle. <laughs> you don't think about all it. You don't think about all the different yes. that motion left was right. important for this play. Super he's going right. Yes. You don't think about all that. And they got a but it didn't back. matter what the, he's getting eight yards every time. Every time. And I know it's like you don't let just hey Jimmy, you're gonna have to beat us now. We're gonna put nine guys on right. the line. You, but I they, guess maybe you can't do it the way they do it. I don't know. Not. It does seem that know. simple, right? But it's like once you guard stuff outside of three. Yeah, I know. Oh, we tried. <laughs> you know. We sure did. I promise you, we tried. <laughs> So, with this, are you going to have a Super Bowl party? Uh, I can't be around multiple people. Uh, I might lose my sh- I have to. I have to have the, the game synced up. Okay. So, it's going to be like eight seconds behind yeah. in some cases because I have to listen to the radio. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a mess. I'm a mess when it comes to game day. Are I, you going to let your wife me. watch with you or are you going to be completely solo? She, no, no. I'll, I'll let it like – I think my son and wife okay. will, will be there to, to watch. But my wife could care less. 
And is your son a 49ers fan? And I'm deba- yes. You got. And I'm and I'm de- debating on having other people come, but the, if they get get in my way, I'm gonna have to ask them to leave. I can't <laughs> start going. Yo, before you Shakira go. comes out, they might have to go. I don't have time. It's J Lo and Shakira, right? I don't know. Yes, yeah, that's who it is. So if it wasn't the Niners and it was just regular <laughs> Super Bowl, would you watch for the commercials or the game both? Um, if it's not the 49ers, probably more commercials. Okay. I'd watch it. Yeah, but. I don't really care. Well, now with the Niners, like, it. are you gonna like? How like, I know you. You would not miss a play. No, I would analyze every play. But I would still like. I, don't get I would still be taking football. notes on the commercial. Oh no question for the pod. Yes, but I usually go if it's well, it's never the Cowboys <laughs> since 1995. <laughs> oh, I remember the only times. Yeah, it's never the Cowboys. Kip. So I like most of the time I turn it on and it's a gut reaction, like the first kickoff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am now on this team side. I don't know why. Like this it's one, a good call. I think like I'm a Pat Mahomes guy, but I could. Turn I, it I off guarantee you, and are. maybe switch. I do like Andy Reid. I like the story of the guy they said could never win. Yeah, it's not personal. There's nothing relatable no. to me. No, at all. No, 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 no. And then he's got a chance to. I do like that because Andy Reid's like Shanahan. I do like that he is always reinventing stuff. Yes, that's no really cool to me. I think, especially at his age, he's been doing it this long. Yep. But it's not like I I don't dislike the 49ers like I used to because there's no rivalry anymore. That's true. what's the rivalry. Although I think that I heard the quote, Richard Sherman's carcass was in the last one, <laughs> which is which is fair. That was all fair, though. That was, all that stuff was fair. Is anybody more? D Ford cost his team the Super Bowl last year. You that's can make a good that point. Argument. That's a good point. I mean, all your all your statistics were right. Is anybody more? Is he like Michael Jordan that Richard Sherman can build up, even if it's not rationally real? Like the world's against me, and I'm going to feel. I think off he does that. that. Yeah. Because do people really walk around saying, "Oh, Richard Sherman's never been good"? No. No, he's saying that people are saying it. And I, yeah, Darrell Rivas, I guess, ripped him on a tweet saying you only play, you can't man anybody, you just play zone yeah. or something like that. And then he got pissed about that, and then he turned that into everybody says. Yeah, yeah. I'm not it, sure but I guess that's how. Like I, I'm not wired Whatever that way. Maybe, but he, yeah, and then he goes out and. Well, plays. he spent two weeks talking about how uh, Mayfield didn't shake his hand on the coin toss. It was it? false, right? You got the whole video. <laughs> hey, there's new video out, Rich. They filmed the coin toss. Somebody's got yes. their camera out. Yeah, he shook your hand. The, but if it worked that night, maybe it works. What about, I thought it was really cool during the NFC Championship game, all the older 49ers, like the legends, like Jerry Rice, yeah. and those guys were in the, like on the sideline. Yes. Like, it looked like they were actually like really excited. It seemed like it. they were excited. That's got to be, like during the Chip Kelly years, you weren't oh, seeing Jerry Rice on the sidelines, no. were you? Well, it was. they were a shambles there. The ownership didn't know. The owner did a really good job, I think. Jed York. He, yeah. Fired Harbaugh, which was probably a mistake. He got involved in the X's and O's and yeah. said apologized after a game on Twitter. I'm sorry for that performance before even talking to his coach. That got Harbaugh pissed at him, although Harbaugh might be his own problem. But then he replaces him with a bozo that he has to fire in a year. Then he replaces him with Chip Kelly that he has to fire in a right. year. And then he decides, whoever I hire next, I'm getting the hell out of the way. Which and is smart. he has been out of the... He didn't even accept the trophy last year. Like last that. week, right. did you see he yeah, made Shanahan give it to his son? That. Yeah. I respect that a lot. So he may have learned, I need to just get out of the way and let these guys do their job. Speaking of the... You know, you mentioned the first bozo. That would be one Jim Tom Sula. Yeah, remember him? Who might be gutting Chu as we speak. He's un- he's he's really good, I think, at what he does. Is he still the D-line coach for the Redskins? He's now the D-line coach for one team, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to love him. I hope so. He spits when he talks. He's got a lot. <laughs> to chew the whole time as a d-line coach he was fantastic he be in charge of more than his age no because he you should have heard his interviews yes stumbling and bumbling he couldn't he couldn't do that 
But when he's talking to his guys in the mud, yes. he's right, for sure. I, I'm kind of excited about that. What is, I'm trying to figure out, first of all, Lincoln, uh, who's been on the podcast yes. before, is very upset about the red versus white neutral uniform situation. Yes. He wanted, didn't the Niners petition, he told yes. me, to wear their white, white. All whites. Why would the NFL say no? You're only allowed, I don't know. I, I'm no, trying to hear sense. a good reason on that. Yeah. You're allowed to petition once. They petitioned for the Viking divisional round playoff game. They got it. And then they couldn't. When they tried it again, they went, what are you doing? We already gave it to you once. What? You, you think the NFL is like, season? what is the, What's can somebody the sit me down and tell me why the uniform change uh, is a problem? It, it made it sound like making them quick enough, like they didn't have enough ready, like it was a supply situation. I don't right, know. Right, right, I heard multiple reports and I don't know which one's right. Because I was all looking I heard forward was to those all down. whites with the gold oh, I love them. Those have been sick. I love them. Those have been really cool. I think it's, you know, one of the things that I think is funny, not funny, but interesting, is the Travis Kelsey, George uh, Kittle. Those two dudes, like, that's pretty, they're so unique in what the, how they play and what yes. they do. Just two big white guy tight ends yeah. just balling out. That'll be fun to see. You see that um, Kittle play at the end of the Saints game where they're dragging oh, him by his face? The guy's a and he just carried people. <laughs> Ever, it just makes you feel like, That's... man, I don't have the level of testosterone that man has. <laughs> right? I just don't possess. Don't pull me on my face. I'll go down. I'll go down. <laughs> it's unreal. Oh, and it's it's in Miami, yes. It's Hard in Rock Miami. Stadium. They're leaving today. At least 49ers, 49ers are the as someone I'm I scared to death. We can't stop Mahomes. Yeah. A good defense beats good offense. But Shanahan will probably keep the ball. For 50 minutes running Can it. Can they run it on them that so easily? Mahomes, You're not going to line up nine guys there and say, Jimmy, go get us. I'm sure Stevie, old Stevie Spagnuolo for, yeah. uh, Spagnuolo for the Chiefs has probably got that idea. But that's what You can't just to, let them run all over you. No, you can't. Like I mean, you, you said, they have to establish the run. I heard someone say yesterday, the run's established. <laughs> you better go out and put nine guys on the line. Like The run has been established and we haven't played yet. Yes, they've proven it to you. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, this is a question. Remember in the older Super Bowls, uh, where they used to have like they come out of the helmets or whatever for the starting lineup. I love that we're talking about this. Yes. Yeah. Do we care about X's and O's? No, where'd they come out from? They, okay, go they used to do that and they'd say start the offense for uh, the Chiefs. Loved it. Those are so cool. They loved don't do it. it anymore. Why? I don't know. Once again, I went to uh, I went to a 49er game this year for the yeah. first time and you went to a Cowboy game. Did they do it? Did they do it there? Nope. 49ers did. They did. They came they out of the line. helmet and they say cool. They said, when we announce the starters, we're going to do the defense today. It was offense, whatever it was. We're going to say their first name, and you yell their last name. And you did, didn't you? Yay, Brun Skill. Yeah, you're just screaming it like a lunatic. <laughs> but I don't, the Cowboys come out. What did they there. do? They come out. They announce each guy, though. They just put them on the humongous video yeah. screen. But the Cowboys team comes out of the side. They don't come out of end zones at Texas State. Really? They come, they come because you they walk them through the lobby of the huh. of the big ass AT and T stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the side. It was cool. The the, the but the, yeah, I remember those coming. I just loved the helmet, oh. the big blown up helmet, yes. and then they'd come running out. Whoever they, but, but I would always had something out. that they tipped over like the blue tent. You know, yes. that blue tent. That's what the that's what the Forty Nineers had. They tipped over the helmet. And then everybody ran out, and they tipped it they back tipped over it and rolled it away. Maybe they'll change it for this one. Maybe they'll... I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know about this whole J-Lo thing. I don't know about this whole... I tell you what, that woman keeps winning the world, though. She's, she's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. She got nominated for Golden yeah. Globe? Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. No, I haven't seen it either. Uh, I do have a new movie sidebar. New yeah. Netflix obsession is getting me through our season. I go home angry sometimes yeah. at night after games, and I stay up, it's my own fault, watching The Witcher on oh. Netflix, Game of Thrones, JV. Really? Yeah, Game of Thrones, JV, but okay. Superman, Henry Cavill, is the Witcher. Okay. He kills things. There's kingdoms warring. You know, there's backstory. Oh. There's dragons. There's werewolves. 
there's swords and people's heads fall off. So I watch it and then I tell my staff in the morning, oh, I'm so tired. Are you I was up watching film. <laughs> it was the Witcher. They were dragons. <laughs> Coach, did you see us on that ball screen? Uh, oh, yeah. I sure did. It's like they chopped our head off. <laughs> um, okay, what is your go to food? Whether it's, is it going to be different now to your team or. I don't know. I was just talking about that today. Yeah. I'm a seven-layer dip guy on Super Bowl Sunday. Have play. to have it with Doritos, not the Nacho Fire burrito Doritos, just regular Doritos, seven-layer dip. And I've got a new. It's the one you from make Costco. your own seven-layer oh, dip. Come on, no. Okay, you go Absolutely buy it. Absolutely not. Ahead. Can go I ahead. Uber eat it? You were getting into it. it. Go ahead. I go to Costco because they have it. They replace the olives with beans, like black beans. Okay. And there's no guacamole layer. I don't like the guacamole oh. layer. I like the salsa. The it's sour not real cream, guacamole anyway. Tons just... of cheese. It's so good. It's hmm. that's, that's my go-to. So I will for that's sure have that. I'm a yeah. big dip guy. What I did this year, almost every week, is buy. We're a Winco family because okay. it's close to our house. Buy a foot-long Winco Italian oh, sub. Oh, smart! And save it till one p.m. kickoff. You're kidding me! That's so good. Down. That was almost every. That is really. That was good almost idea. every. Second. I got to the point where my wife just threw it in the basket, like right. over her shoulder. There it is. You're gonna pick that up anyway. Did they pre-made the deli right the foot-long? Did it have yes. the condiments on it? Did you have to use? It? Uh, I'd put on his mail or yeah, no, it, it needs condiments. This is gonna sound insane. Go on. That's how we roll. I always, I see those in like Safeway, Winco, anywhere, the pre-made deli, and you're like, that looks yeah. phenomenal. Right. But then I unwrap it, and it's dry as a bone. It's all meat. It's all bread. And there's no yeah. condiment. It's tough. I have to load up the mail. The I don't mind mail. Oh, I'm, I'm in on mail. mail. I mean, yeah. Chipotle mail is my thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Chipotle Yeah, mail. no, I squeeze on a ton are of you, mail. I I have, you have to. You're going whiskey, aren't you? You're not yeah. a beer guy. No. In the game. I might have some beer. Might have some beer. It'll be... I got to be focused, though, because oh, yeah. it might need me. Someone might call me. <laughs> To say, you think we should run it? I might, I have to be ready. <laughs> yes, I would love for you guys to run that smash Bob combination again. From where I'm sitting, it should be, it's there. It's absolutely there. What network has it this week, this year? Is it Fox? I think it is. Let me use the interwebs. Uh, I think I heard. It is, it's Fox. So you I got Buck and Aikman. How back. do you, do you, are you in? You okay? I always hated Buck okay. until the Giants won three, and then I thought he was on my team. See, how... You know, I don't know, but do you, do you hate him? We've been going for I 21 minutes. I think you told minutes. me you didn't hate him when I the Dodgers were playing. I don't hate him. When the Dodgers were getting cheated on. 21 minutes years. into this podcast, we had to hear about the Giants' three rings. Well, I, you, that's the only time I listened to Joe Buck. You know what? You know how many Niner games Joe Buck and Aikman did this year? Probably one. Last week. Yeah, they don't do much. It was crazy. Like, the Niners were clearly the best team in the NFC. They were 8 no, at one point. You those two were at the Cowboys 7-9 and nine season constantly. You did not go to this. Why would you go to New Orleans to do the Saints yes, game? It was 100 points scored. The Cowboys are playing the Eagles. <laughs> and they're both 7-7. Seven and seven. Exactly. <laughs> the Niners and the Saints are 10-win teams. Send them to the Cowboys. I do like it. I heard Aikman say it's almost it's almost all predetermined before the season really? starts. They just pick yeah. them. And they don't, you don't change gears. You can't shift gears? Seriously. You can't fly into New Orleans instead of Texas? They don't have the money? Or what, are they, what are we doing? I know. That's, so how many meetings now would we like to be in? Can we be in the uniform meeting? <laughs> and the person oh. that says, we're not going to allow this, can I have a face-to-face? I'll use my three questions in conflict resolution on this person. Go. Or the person that's like, no, we can't change announcer teams. We said on August that Troy yeah. and Joe were going to Dallas, and You're it's Monday. Get... You guys can't oh get them gosh. over here. It's unbelievable. And some of the other ones are bad, too. They are. Well, but, yeah, I'm going to be listening to the radio. As long you as the 49ers, I, turn, I sync it and listen to Greg Papa. He's fantastic. Is he by himself? Or he's he's stolen from the Raiders. Uh, he's got a partner whose name I always forget. D-Lineman. 
play for the Niners? For the Bears. Oh, for the Bears. No. Used to be a... Uh, Hampton? No. Used to Richard be- Dent. No. Jeez. He said he got he got suspended for a game because he said oh, yeah. it was hard to see the ball Oh, the Lamar on Jackson. Lamar Jackson that was that dark, guy. Dark he, Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan. He, I always forget his name. Awful. You never trust a guy with two first names. My dad told me that a long time ago. And that's the problem. I like Tim that. Ryan has got a problem from like the get-go. Like Dick Scott? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, did you know the Giants had a pitching coach by the name of Dick Pohl? No way. Why wouldn't you like to have that guy on Dusty Baker's staff? Dick. Since you segued to that, can we talk about the baseball cheating? Oh, man. talk about the baseball cheating. Did he have a buzzer on when they were trying to rip his jersey off? I watched it, and he said, that was after he hit it off Chapman, right? Don't Don't rip it off. He's holding on from dear life. Oh, the Dodgers finally commented. (laughs) And they they said, we don't want the fake banner, but we're disappointed. That's politically correct. Yeah, what are you going to say? You don't want the banner. (laughs) Hey, listen, guys. You cheated. Uh, give me the trophy. I'll give me the it. rings. Uh, you, the, oh, at least can they vacate it? Can they say nobody, nobody won? won in that year? I would like that. That's It's blatant, man. It's unbelievable. The home road splits. The videos. Did you see the Twitter videos where the bang is synced? Come on, man. And remember, you and I sat here and said, why can't the they The home road out? splits were the biggest we thing. We can't get them out opinion. in Houston. <laughs> like, we literally, it's 16 to 15. Springer! Let me yeah, find my old tweet. Fucking Springer! And it's on, on an 0-2 pitch. Like, he's been lost. And then, you know, Smolty, oh, he was waiting on that. How? <laughs> oh, it's nuts. It I is. do like that they went, you're all fired. Yeah, I do. I respect Are it. they going to get jobs? I don't again? think so. Well, Hinch, maybe. If Hinch can play I the stupid. But remember when he said Hinch. I didn't know what was going yeah, on. I tried to stop it. Come on, it. trash. Can- How'd you try to stop it again? Come on, head coach. Right. You you don't notice the guy in the back with You glasses? got overturned by your replay coach? Yeah. What is Come happening? Come on, manager. I don't. I, it, it's bad. It's bad for baseball. It's awful. The Red Sox fired Cora, right? Yes. The Mets stopped build the belt. Yeah, they just cheating sons of unbelievable that they just can him. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to go get Beltran. I saw this, and you're a baseball historic guy, right? Yeah. What does it do to Kershaw? Like that screws Kershaw because he was in Game Four there, and that's one of those. Oh, Clayton got they were up two to one, and he point. got shelled. Maybe he got shelled. Yeah. Now he gets shelled a lot in the postseason. True. Maybe the that was the one where he was dealing. Before. Yeah. And that tarnishes him for life. You Darvish That's unfair. is tarnished. Like, I've been hating you Darvish for two years. Like, the mention of his name sends me into convulsions. Now I know. All you do is listen to the garbage can lid. And maybe I heard it. Maybe I didn't know what's happening. No question. That really was like, let me look it up as we're but talking. But how many teams are doing something? Cheat. I mean, I know they're doing it. If you're at second base yeah. and you're reading the catcher signs and you're trying to... That, that's yeah, been that's going right. on since 1902. That's not crazy, right? But... Who's wa- who else is watching video? As soon as you enter those videos into the locker room and right. they're 13 feet away from the manager, right? like right around the corner? Yes. That can't be. You can't have that there. Coach, it was 2-2, game five, 13-12 in Houston. You tell me the, the Bangs didn't get them a couple runs no in that question. game? I mean, no the Dodgers question. are teeing off like legitimately. Yeah. We, but everybody knew Houston's pitching was boo-boo that year right. besides Verlander. Right. And suddenly they can't get anyone out ever. At Houston, then the rest of the series is three to one, well, three to one, the two LA game. Like, uh, what are we doing? Oh, it's, it's I, not it's, hitter friendly. Yeah, there's not garbage can friendly. Exactly. There's no. You didn't it's have your help in there. And you no, watch it's these, big. Oh, it's. Oh, that uh, would drive me nuts. I can't. Luckily, my team already has three. Oh <laughs> my god, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, I know you got to get to a movie. Give me a score prediction. Oh god, I'm too nervous, Coach. Are you nervous? What do you think? I haven't even heard. I'm not in that much of a hurry. You need to tell me what you think is going to happen. I think if the if the Niners are going to win, it's because they keep it from them. So I think they okay, win. So they got to run it. They win 
in a Niners win. I think Ooh. if the Niners... You're going to hold that guy to 17 points? Because he just doesn't get the ball enough. He doesn't get the ball enough. Does the pa- like, you know how the Patriots did this to Manning every single time? That's a good call. See, they I never think about home, that right? stuff. Lengthen the or shortening the game, right? Like Is so that what they're called? Shorten the game by just yeah. running it. No, the clock doesn't stop. We just hold on to this son of a bitch the whole time. Okay. Yeah, I think if the Niners lose, it's because they can't do that, and they're still going to be. I think it's like 38-28 Chiefs if the Niners lose. That's what I would say. 21-17, yeah. Niners win. 38-28 Chiefs, and Mahomes is doing what you're saying. Right. Sing, 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 sing. I mean, let's not forget Andy Reid, historically, in these big games, sucks. So did Shanahan. Right. As you said on your, or David yeah. might have said it on the last podcast. Believe me, I got that memorized. Um, and you're right. Shanahan choked in the one Super Bowl he was in. Maybe he doesn't make that mistake, though, this time. Maybe he's That's a good figured point. it out. I think, I think a guy, is Sanders hurt for them? The Niners Emmanuel Sanders? No, I think he's fine. Everybody's fine. Him and Samuel making some plays. Yeah, Samuel's good. They're not incapable of scoring a little bit with the Chiefs. Yeah. What about the D-line? Jimmy hasn't thrown the ball since New Year's. Maybe. I don't know enough about the Chiefs O-line. Right. Are they good? But does it matter? Because Mahomes is going to run away and then fling it 60 yards. He's crazy. And the DBs can't. I don't know. Everything rests on your boy Bosa. Yeah. And the Pac-12 connection going to get him. Right. And making him throw quickly. That's because true. the Niner DBs cannot defend. Right. Who are those two wideouts they got? Tyreek yeah, Hill. Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman. Yeah. They got so many fast guys. Gosh, I don't know how. And are you going to be able to get? They couldn't get to. Um, Rodgers? They got a little bit. They, the, the mobile quarterbacks had a hard time with. Because they played him twice. Yeah. They played the Cardinals guy twice, whatever Russell. his name is. And they played the C and Russell yeah. Wilson twice. And those guys got away, but those guys can't wing it. Right. Like, like Mahomes can just <laughs> underhand so, 70. A, he's unreal. It's like a dad playing in the backyard with kids. Like, I'll be the all-time quarterback and just throwing darts. Exactly. And here's what I see. It's third and 14. Just get, just He drops back. Yeah. Oh, they almost got him. Oh, he just ran for 32 yards. The final prediction. We did the game stuff. Best commercial. We know we're going to see a Doritos commercial. We're going to see a Pepsi commercial. We're going to see a Budweiser commercial. Those are usually leading candidates. Yeah. Uh, Early. Yes. There'll be... We'll, we'll, we'll bring you back on for Useless Full for a debrief. What's Hopefully, you, Have you seen any sneak peeks? I haven't about seen what any might be coming? Peaks. No, I thought I heard oh, But I try to avoid those. Because I'd know. like to be surprised. Right. I'd like to be surprised. I'd be too nervous. I'm a professional now at watching the Super Bowl with no true rooting interest because Dallas, it's 1995. Yeah. I am 40 now. And they haven't been in the playoffs since I was in high school. So, I mean, the, to the Super Bowl since I was Oof. in high school. But it's fine. Jerry's fine. Jerry, he's got it figured. What? Uh, what's your thoughts on there? On there? Yeah. I hated it at the beginning. I'm going to talk myself into it by end of September. So did he change his whole coaching staff? Is that why he, Tom Sula's there now? He's or bringing you? some of his old treads from Green Bay, but he's got Mike Nolan. You know Mike. Oh Nolan. yeah. He's Is the he DC. Coming? He's yes. the DC. They stole. Is Minnesota's. that why they got Tom Sula? I wonder. Or Maybe. Because they're buddies. They That's got uh, the first place. Minnesota's co-defensive coordinators coming. Okay. They kept Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Okay. But Mike McCarthy, I think well, he's going to call the plays. Yeah, he's going to call the plays. Does so, Andy Reid call the plays? Andy Reid and be enemy. See, I think, how did be enemy not get a job? I don't I, it's, We'll get into that. That's a whole well, other podcast. Same with Robert Sala for the Warriors. Exactly. The how do you not get a job? D, you know, Some of these guys have got jobs. Do they not want defensive guys now, maybe? They I want don't to just think go they want Brown find skin. the next... Well, that was... I didn't want to say. It's that. a whole other podcast. I didn't know if they were thinking offense. Everybody's well, offense now because Sean McVay. They hired Bill Belichick's special teams coordinator, and you know he hired for the Giants as his OC. This is great for the Cowboys. Jason Garrett. Did they really? The clapper. <laughs> Go ahead. You guys can have him. T- 
take him, please. Great man. Great man. I think he's a good man. He's a great guy. Feel free to run third and twelve. Everybody run the sticks. Turn around. Just turn around. You want me to do, you know, stem it? You want me to give him a little? No. <laughs> I want you to run fast and turn around. Four of you. One of you will be open. <laughs> oh, really? It's not the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Useless fall. Thanks, coach. Thanks, buddy. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.